Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. DNVR Broncos live coming to you from Studio A here at the DNVR bar. And the A stands for almost a win. Almost. (laughs) (laughs) Almost? Almost. I don't know about almost. What do you mean? What are you talking about? I mean, at one point in the fourth quarter, they got to like a 23% chance of winning. Better than what? What what did it get to? They had the ball down six. Yeah, but again, like almost, like they played a competitive football game. Let's add, I feel that, like if that you was play not a competitive football game, then you could almost win at yeah. some point. Uh, in the game. If that's true, then eighty percent of games the losing team almost wins. Man, what a the Broncos hater. Hater uh, yeah. pretty much yeah. almost won every one of their games this year. <laughs> sure. Okay. Yeah. Another <laughs> almost win. Hank, <laughs> Hank the hater. I mean that that is that is kind of a theme of the Broncos is almost winning. We we yeah. heard Russell Wilson earlier in the season say almost touchdowns. We've had a lot of almosts mm-hmm. here, um, and. I think one thing we can say is not almost a winning record, but hey, it was a it was a fun game yesterday. And I would like to say I did not almost forget to say we are presented by DraftKings wow. Sportsbook. Not, no. <laughs> DraftKings Sportsbook, where you can get in on all the best odds boosts, all the best promotions, and $150 when you bet $5 on any money line right now. It's a great deal. Use the code DNVR. Damn, and Eamon just coming right for Hank says, uh, Hank put too much salt in his haterade this morning. Wow. That's me. <laughs> salt? That would be a big spice for Hank to add to his food. I do oh. like salt. I do like salt. Not big pepper, fan of salt. Pepper too much? No, pepper's good. Oh, pepper's, pepper's good. good. Okay. Anything beyond that salt, just got pepper, pointless. Salt, pepper, and mayo sandwich. You know, my Ooh. fiance gives me a lot of crap for uh, not being able to handle heat, but she loves pepper. And so she'll just dump pepper in things, and it'll just make me cough like crazy. And she, and she gives me crap. She's like, you can't even handle pepper. Yeah, pepper wow. is... I don't really like the flavor of pepper. Mm. Weird. Like, I would just rather have something that's actually spicy. Well, it's not meant to be spicy. Right. I know. That's it's, what meant, I, <laughs> it's meant to be spice. What is it? E. Like, it, obviously, it <laughs> yeah. should be added when you're cooking, but, like, I wouldn't, I wouldn't add it afterwards. I would like add on something some eggs. else. Well, you just always put spicy things on everything. Yes. So, correct. like, you wouldn't put on the eggs. You just put the... So that's that's the, the pepper thing. I want is, like, cayenne pepper. <laughs> sure. There's a time and a place for it. Chipotle pepper. Jerry Judy had a little cayenne pepper to his game yesterday. He sure he did. Hot. He sure he did. did. The more I watch that, the more I think he should have been ejected. He should have. He should yeah. have. Yeah. And, and so you know what? We give officials, I should say fans give officials so much crap all the time. Mm-hmm. Maybe give this guy a little bit of, of, of a break. Yep. Well, yeah. I mean, he literally saved us from the Broncos losing like 50 to zero. <laughs> it's so true because Jerry, it's not like Jerry turned around and just ran into him. Jerry was he just was, walking that direction. Yes. He I didn't realize that last night. And then gave him the shoulder. And, and the ref 
I don't want to give him too much credit. Okay, okay. Because we'll I think he didn't see. Yep. Like, he didn't see that Jerry was going uh, right for him. Yep. He was looking somewhere else, and then Jerry just runs into him. Maybe the ref thought it was unintentional. Yep. And the ref thought, I, mm. I think the ref thought, oh, you know, I just got caught up in the mix. Yep, yep, yep. yep, yep. Well, good. Yes, you did, sir. So lucky. <laughs> it really is. Imagine the conversation. Oh. Like, instead of talking about is Jerry Judy wide receiver one last night, we are talking about, like, Jerry Judy lost his cool, classic maturity issue, yep. ejected from mm -hmm. the game. And is on, he a part of this team's future? And then on top of that, mm -hmm. look at how selfish that was where he was the only receiver that the Broncos had. I mean, that, then you're turning to yes. Kendall Hinton, Brandon Johnson, yep. Jalen Virgil. Kendall Hinton was hurt too. And yes, Brandon exactly. Johnson. So, oh my gosh. So you're talking about Jalen. You're bringing Albert O off the bench. He's getting his only snap of the yep. snaps of the game after that. And, and you're just talking about, yeah, immaturity issues there. Didn't they say Albert O might play? Um, yeah, and he was active. He was active for the first time since week five. Just didn't play. Yikes. Yeah. Yeah. And I'll tell you what, in practice yesterday, something we're not really allowed to say before the game. Last week, you mean? Uh, yeah. Last week, he was, act he was very involved in the Broncos' mm -hmm. offense. What happened? No idea. And it That's makes so, so much weird. sense. It's like you don't have any big receivers, uh, and you have Greg Dulcich, but... You can have Greg Dulcich and Albert O on the field at the same time. Just have him be a big receiver, and that's exactly the role I thought they were going to use him in. You're getting to the point where it makes sense. Like, when you're down this many receivers, right, right. like, it seems like it'd be worth a try. Like, why not? It could turn out like uh, Luke Wattenberg, who we oh. can get to later, but, but, but it could also, like, you just got to try something. I just, I, there must just be something else going on because Albert O, yes, I'm not lining him up to block in any situation. Yeah. But I'm lining him out wide where he doesn't need to block and it's not really tipping what you're going to do because he's out wide. Yeah, it's the Broncos worth a try. didn't really pretend to run mm -hmm. on, I don't know, 60% of snaps yeah. yesterday. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So, you know, if you get him in for 20% of those, yeah. like, they were very clearly just like, okay, we can't, like, the run game isn't yep. really our thing today. We're going to need to make up. Obviously, they're down 27 to zero. Yep. Um, so no one was really all that worried about the run game. No. I do think there's something else going on. Um, and I don't really know what it would be because Alberto has always struck me as like a really yes. gracious person. Yeah, yeah. it's like complete. Maybe he put like cayenne pepper too much in like a coach's food or something. Mm. I don't know. Yeah, I mean, Nathaniel Hackett, yeah, I don't know. He went to uh, Los Dos Portrillo, so like he That's can handle true. the heat. That's true. We don't know about Justin Outen, though. That is true. Yeah. That yeah. is true. I don't know if they closed the deal there. <sighs> so I guess the question is, building block or fluke? Because mm. I can see both sides of this coin. <laughs> ah. um, I am just generally wired to see building block more mm. than fluke. You don't say. Um, <laughs> but... You have to acknowledge that games change based on the way that they happen. Um, you know, I was joking with you when we walked in. You're like, how about Herbert? And I was like, got outscored by the Broncos yesterday. You know, like, it's true. I'm obviously no in that situation. It's just a different game. Close games are going to have less points scored um, than, you know, a game like that where, yeah. like, good on the Broncos, right? They found a way to jumpstart what could have been the most embarrassing loss in franchise yep. history. Yep. I legitimately thought we were headed towards that. Yep. Who didn't? Yeah. Yep. I mean, they had the ball at midfield up 27-0 before half. In the half. first half, yeah. 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 It's, it's funny. About midway through the second quarter, Hank looks at me during the game and says, this is going to be 21-0 at halftime. Two minutes later, this is going to be 28-0 at halftime. Yeah. Right before the Broncos got the turnover, yeah. uh, the first Josie pick, he says, 
this is going to be 34 to 0 at halftime. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it yep. was headed towards disaster. So they deserve a lot of credit uh, mm-hmm. for picking themselves up off the mat and fighting back. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But it does change. It, just the approach changes uh, for the other team when they're yeah. up 27 yeah. to 0. So I don't want to ignore that entirely. That being said, I go building block because there was literally nothing. Like, they were building on an empty lot. Yeah. So, Mm -hmm. was it absolutely nothing, or was that the first brick uh, of the the foundation? And I think it was a brick. I don't think it was a foundation, but I think they laid a brick down and said, okay, Jerry Judy can get himself open as a number one receiver in in the red zone. Um, Russ, when you run a little bit more, you can create Mm -hmm. plays. You know, you can open up this offense. You can also open yourself up to being knocked out of the game, which sucks. Um, But there's just little things there. This team needed anything. And I think the fan base in a lot of situations is a reflection of the team. And we talk. I talked to someone who's in the locker room last night who said the vibes in the locker room weren't all that bad. Nope. Nope. Which is kind of annoying and sad. But if touch, you know, you say winning cures everything touchdowns don't cure everything, but they clearly cure some things. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, So to me, it is a building block while acknowledging it wasn't some spectacular offensive performance. It was a great response to being knocked flat on your back in the ring and standing up and fighting back. And, yeah. and what sucks is expectations for this team have changed so drastically in the past 10 years, in the past seven years, where seven, 10 years ago, the conversation is, how did Peyton not Manning not beat the Chiefs by, you know, mm-hmm. 17 or more yeah. instead mm-hmm. of, you know, having a moral we victory? Let Alex Smith keep this exactly. thing Exactly. Ten years mm-hmm. ago, moral victories were, were non-existent here. But things have changed so much because going back to that house reference and building, the Broncos had a, a beautiful mansion then. So you're just adding one block? Well, that's nothing uh, for what the Broncos are now. But to answer this question, you want the bad news or the good news first? Um, good news. No, I'm going to give you the bad news okay, first. Uh, yeah, well, I thought you were going to help me out here and always get the bad news out of the way first. Uh, the bad news is this was a fluke. Uh, when, when you look at this team, they scored 21 points in four minutes uh, of game time. Four minutes, 21 points. You love to see that explosion, something that you never see from the Broncos offense. But for the rest of the 55 minutes, and you know what? I'll take uh, uh, Russ got injured with 12 minutes mm-hmm. left, so I'll put that in there. The other 45 minutes of the game, though, not much in, in terms of points. Uh, and so not much to look at there. And then you look and you say, okay, they had a great four minutes of scoring compared to thir- 12 other games when they've been able to yeah. do nothing. So you look in a small microcosm, and that is a fluke. That's not something where I think the Broncos' offense is now going to be changed in these next four games. But the good news is this can be a building block, I think, off the field. And I think that may be just as important for yes. this team because you saw hope. You saw players fighting. The Broncos could have easily uh, mailed it in before this game. And it looked like they maybe had at the beginning, but then especially since this was a nine and three team going up against a three and nine Mm -hmm. team, and then you get down 27 to zero, it would have been so easy to roll over and say, we're done. And they didn't do that. And so, yeah, thank God they didn't. This shows that they're playing for themselves. This shows that they're playing for Nathaniel Hackett. This shows that they're playing for Russell Wilson. And honestly, these final four games, I think that's more important of 
Nathaniel Hackett hasn't lost the locker room. Russell Wilson, boy, was there incredible praise for him in the locker room after the game for what he did. So I think that is a building block. And where the Broncos are at, it's probably more important than the final month. Yeah, there's really two positives I take away. The first one is just that like fans don't hate the Broncos as much now. I think before yeah. this game, they really hated these Broncos. Mm-hmm. Like, hated them, hated them, hated them. Because they, like, fought back and looked scrappy and like they cared. I think that that won a bunch of the fan base back over. I think the I think Russell's run that knocked him out of the game, I think that won a bunch of fans over, too. And not necessarily to the point where they say, hey, maybe things aren't so bad, but to the point where it's like, eh, we suck, but I don't hate you. Yeah. I, do, I don't hate you anymore. Yeah. And so I think that that's the big thing, is just showing a little bit of effort down 27-0. to that's a good thing. You know, that was that was one of my uh, whiteboard Wednesdays. Just toughen up. You know, yeah. when yeah. when you wind up being embarrassed because things were going to go poorly in that game, what do you do? They did what they needed to do. They made it a competitive football game, which is, I mean, that's a step in the right direction for this team, as sad as that is, just playing a competitive football game. Mm-hmm. Um, the other thing that I take away as a positive was Russ extending plays. He did a really good job extending plays. Um he didn't do a great job of turning those into good plays. There were some that he did, but there were others. You know, the, the, the first play of the game, the bomb to Dulcich, where Jerry Judy's just staying there at the sticks. Great job by Russ to give, give himself an opportunity to, to throw that ball. Doesn't do the right thing with it. Yeah. I think it was the, the next drive. There's a third and, third and 15. He does the same thing. He gets to the sideline. He's at the line of scrimmage. He's got no one near him. He could stand there for three seconds and find somebody open. And instead, he just takes off and runs for 11 yards on third and 15. So there's some of that sort of stuff. But just seeing him move a little bit was a positive, too. Yeah. And, you know, you mentioned about fighting. Um, and there, our friend Zach Bai tweeted out something along the lines of, like, Patrick Mahomes has been experimenting against the Broncos for years as if they're some sort of test mice. Oh, boy. And that, like... Reading that hurt. Yeah. Because yeah, <laughs> it's true. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yep. We even saw it in the game yesterday. Mm-hmm. And I really appreciate the Broncos uh, for punching back and saying yep. earmuffs. Like, you don't get to just fuck around against us. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Or else yep. you're going to find out. And yep. he almost found out. Yep. Almost. Mm-hmm. Yep. Uh, but I just hope that the next time that they go out there, which is only in a few weeks, Patrick Mahomes isn't just going to be like, yeah, I can do whatever I want against this team. Mm, or he threw I, three picks. Uh, I, yeah, that's, yeah. I hope he tries that, though, because that yeah, yeah. make it the Broncos. But you're right, not having that mentality. Yeah. And uh, Andy Reid, after the game, started his, post, uh, his uh, post-game press conference by giving credit to Nathaniel Hackett for what he's building in Denver. And, 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 you know, saying that, yeah, exactly. He said, there's one building block there. They still have a whole house (laughs) to build, but there's one building block. And he said, you know, those guys, uh, were down 27 to zero. They kept fighting. Mm -hmm. They were without their first string quarterback and they still kept fighting. I get, I give them and him a lot of credit for it. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It's a, it's a weird game to try to assess Yeah, because you have to acknowledge the fact that it, it's not a normal football game. Like they didn't yep. just go out there and score twenty-eight points in normal fashion. Right, um, right, right. They did it in a heroic comeback effort. So then, mm-hmm. oh, sorry. No, and, and I, I, I'm kind of repeating myself, but I just, I think what Henry said, you know, the off the field stuff matters. Yep. Um, and I don't think it's just with the fans. I also think it's with the players. Yep. Yeah. Like I think that Russ 
you know, we talked about that. We joked about the Teddy Bridgewater thing. Like yeah. he dove on the play where that earns you like a just a little gold star. Yeah. Uh, and then you know, laying your body on the line. I wish it hadn't knocked him out of the game, mm-hmm. um, and we could have seen what what happened. But I think that also earns you some respect within the players who, whether you believe all of the reporting about it or not, like there are certainly some players who didn't respect Russell Wilson. I think the dude doing anything and selling out like that to try and score wins over some people and says like, oh, this guy isn't just about vacationing in Monaco. Like right. he's about winning football games. Right, exactly. More more so one of us out yes. there when he's laying it out all on the line, especially for the defensive guys and the offensive linemen that are blocking for him every single play. Uh, and then the fact that Russ got up and then tried to stay in the game. Mm-hmm. Uh, now maybe that's scary just because it shows maybe how – banged up he was from that yeah. players um, respect it though. yes a- trying absolutely. to strap the shoe too yes it's like oh yeah four tries yeah yeah um but it, it was i think that was a huge thing for this team really good that the team hasn't given mm-hmm. up on nathaniel hackett and then really bought in i think to russell wilson last night so my question for you guys is do you feel better and how much better if so do you feel about this team now than you did uh, Friday afternoon, and I want to hear your answers, but first I got to tell you about our friends over at Game Time, because you might want to now see a Broncos game in person now, scoring, you're like, man, I could go to a game next week and see them score 20 points? Hell yeah, sign me up for that, and there is a game next week, they're playing the Cardinals in Denver, and I'll tell you what, before the game yesterday... Tickets over at game time were in the 40s. Now, I don't know if they're going to go up a little bit because of the performance last week or if they're going to continue to go down. So if you want to get in, maybe wait till the end of the week. Prices may continue to go down, especially if Russ mm-hmm. doesn't play this week. But it's it's awesome to go to a game, especially if, if, it's, if it's tough to pull off when the Broncos are competitive. This is a great time to get in. I believe the weather is not going to be as nice as it was yesterday, but still in the 30s. And you can get the best tickets over at game time. Click on the link in our description. It's the first one there on YouTube. It's also the first one on the podcast site. Uh, Allie's showing you right now. If you click on it, it pulls you right up to the Broncos tickets. The Cardinals game will be right up top. And the awesome thing about game time is they show you what the price is with all the fees included. They have flash sales going on. And I love it that you can just see exactly where your seat is. So make sure to click on the link in our description to pull up game time and get to not just Broncos games. You can go to Avs, uh, Nuggets games as well. So check them out. And also check out some liquid death. Uh, it's very important to hydrate yourself. Um, none of us have liquid death today, but we should. You do have water. You do have water. <laughs> How's that going? I wish it was liquid death mountain water. Uh, yeah, I bet. because it's thirst. No, you're still thirsty? I am, yeah. Wow. So there you go. If you drink that water, you're still going to be thirsty. If you slaughter your thirst with liquid death, then you'll not be thirsty. Uh, they have all sorts of different kinds of water. They have the severed lime sparkling water. Um, they've got just the normal mountain water. So much good stuff. And you can uh, check Liquid Death out at your local Safeway, 7-Eleven, King Supers, and a bunch of other places. You can use their store locator tool at liquiddeath.com slash DMVR. That's liquiddeath.com slash DMVR. All right. Also, check us out here at DMVR. Uh, if you're going to make it to the Cardinals game, you got to come check out our tailgate. Oh. Yep. Um, vibes were amazing at the tailgate yesterday. Yeah, they were. And then even more amazing was the vibes downstairs at the bar <laughs> yeah. after the bus got back. Like everyone having a good time watching Sunday night football. Uh, it's a great time. Uh, and I truly believe it's the best way, it's anyone, but especially if you're coming in from out of town, the best way you can experience yeah. a Broncos game is to come here in the morning, hop on the bus, hit up the tailgate, go to the game, get back on the bus, come back here for Sunday night football. That is 
is how you make an event mm-hmm. out of your uh, Broncos experience. So check us out. Uh, and you can get tickets to the tailgates at dnvr.eventbrite.com. And just shout out to everyone that was at the tailgate yep. that yep. was here after the game, got to hang out with you guys. It's so cool because some people come with their families from out of state. Some people live here and come. And then there's some people that just come to the game by themselves and they know they have this community, and they're just like, it, it's incredible. Mm-hmm. I, I just have friends built in here, and that's really what we got to experience at every tailgate, but specifically yesterday. So shout out to everyone. All right, guys, you feel better or worse about this team? Way better. Mm. Me too. I'm right there. <laughs> oh, wow. Way better. Henry, you're kind of throwing yeah, a throw I feel a little that. bit better. Okay. I feel a little bit better. Okay. More, it's, it's not so much that I feel better as much as it was just fun to watch, which was like a nice change of pace. About the team, though, like a little bit better. You have to feel a little bit better, yeah. but I don't. I don't have any big changes of heart or anything, like that. Again, it's it's nice that they put up twenty eight points, but you also look at it and points per drive would have been eleventh in the NFL compared to the rest of the season. Yards per drive would have been dead last in the NFL. So you still have stuff like that. I think that a lot of it does have to do with three interceptions from Mahomes. Going to say yeah, they give, were starting with good field position. Yeah. yeah, or I mean, there were some three and outs in there too. Um, and some backwards drives. Um, but yeah, I mean, you have to give credit to the defense for jumping those passes and giving themselves a, a chance. But yeah, I mean, it's it's still a loss. Like it, I know it feels like a win because they were able to to make it competitive. But get like the six point margin of of loss that would be the the fifth largest or yeah fifth largest deficit in the ten Chiefs losses. Like it's a pretty average Chiefs win right there, and. That is a step in the in the right direction. I don't come into this saying like, oh, yeah, there they go. They finally have it all together. No, that's, that's a fair perspective there, Henry. <clears throat> yep. And in terms of the offense, they've had a negative DVOA in every single game, mm-hmm. including yesterday, yeah. be, because they were really helped out with Mahomes' interceptions and stuff. Mm-hmm. So you're right. It wasn't like now we're expecting this offense to be top 10 and be putting yep. up 28 points per game. But for me... Like you, like you guys said, it, it, in the locker room talking to people and after the game, there was a spirit with among the players and coaches that just really hasn't been there this season. Yeah. They literally realize we can score points. Yeah. <laughs> like, sure, yep. do they need help? Yes, but how many mm-hmm. times have we seen them mm-hmm. get help this year and absolutely fall flat on their face? Yeah. Um, it's been unbelievable how many mm-hmm. times it's happened. You get the ball in the 30, you end up kicking a field goal from the 31. <laughs> you know, like, yeah. So the fact that they were able to get those opportunities and mm-hmm. move forward and finish them in the end zone was huge for me. Uh, and I really just keep coming back to this Jerry Judy thing. Like, I don't know how it took them this long to realize this, but like Jerry Judy can get himself open in tight spaces. Mm-hmm. Where is the field tighter than in the red zone? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I like this was like a an epiphany that I feel like should have happened. I don't know. The first day he ever came to a Broncos practice, but <laughs> we're now three years in now we can start to use him in that way like i said yesterday use those cooper cup concepts yeah to allow him to free himself up in those tight spaces depending on you know what what um coverage you're getting but three touchdowns in a game is big time and it wasn't a coincidence that he all of a sudden had a breakout game with Cortland sutton out this week Mm -hmm. they changed him to Cortland sutton's position and so now it 
took him long enough mm -hmm. to do it, but now don't mess with it. If Cortland Sutton plays, you know what? Jerry Judy's still that guy. He's yes. still your number one receiver. He's that guy that you need to say, okay, here you go. You got one-on-one -on -one coverage. Make a play. Because there was a chart mm -hmm. that came out last week that said not only was Jerry Judy the best at separation among man coverage, it was by far, he's by mm -hmm. far and away the best. Now, when it came to zone coverage, he was... Uh, not that good, yeah. but man-to-man -man coverage, when you identify that, Russ mm -hmm. or Brett Rippon this week, you need to say, we're changing the play, and this ball's going to Jerry Judy. Jerry Judy finished with what? Was it six catches yesterday? I mean, he eight, didn't seven, have that. Uh, seven, oh, yeah. eight. Uh, it wasn't that many catches. wasn't that many yards. Yeah. He should be getting now double-digit targets every single mm -hmm. game in the final four games. Yeah, and hopefully the matchup helps Cortland, too. Right. Like, yep. it would be another thing that's like, it took you this long to figure this out. Right. Like, you were scoring 10 points a game and you didn't try think to try <laughs> something like this. Um, but, you know, you know, hopefully he gets a couple better looks because mm -hmm. of it. Uh, and it's harder for them to bracket him and those sort of things that, you know, I felt like slowed down the Broncos offense a lot. In the first couple of weeks, they were like, oh, we're going to take these Cortland one on one matchups all day long. It mm -hmm. worked a couple times. Now, other teams said, okay, well, we're going to take that away. And hopefully flipping the field on them a little bit allows both of those players to succeed. Yeah, mm -hmm. exactly. And, I mean, you mentioned flipping the field. Um, it's not like the Broncos played a perfect game. They were far <laughs> from it. I mean, getting down 27-0, yeah. <laughs> that is the offense doing terrible. That is the defense mm -hmm. doing terrible. Uh, and now in the second half, the Broncos' defense only gives up seven points. Mm -hmm. Does a really good job. The Broncos actually come out of the third quarter and do really well. Uh, get a touchdown, Marlon Mack. Shout yeah. out to him. I mean, he hasn't played any time, and then he takes that one to the yeah. house. Best stumble recovery I've ever seen. Oh, my gosh. Touched it, was him. it was amazing. How did he stumble? I still can't believe that. Eric Decker. Well, he was trying to run too fast. Yeah, he was yeah, trying to run he, too fast. He was. And it was funny. After the game, he, he said, uh, you know, I, I knew I was going to I was gonna have to dive, and I just had to make it like a couple yards away from the end zone to make it. <laughs> I mean, it was uh, super impressive. Yeah. yeah. Like, he also could have just fallen and just rolled in because, mm -hmm. like Henry said, right. he wasn't touched. <laughs> that would have been incredible. Uh, yeah. But I, I was like, how did he do that? Like, when he started stumbling on the 20, I was <laughs> yeah. like, he's going to fall on the uh, one, and uh, the Broncos are oh going boy. to not punch this Oh, in. my yeah. gosh. That was key that they got it in. But then special teams. I mean, we're talking about a 23-yard net punt in one point of the game is what Corliss had. Special teams also wasn't great. And I think that's kind of another encouraging thing from this. The Broncos didn't play a perfect game and come up six-point shot on the Chiefs. Yep. The Broncos played a really bad game at times mm -hmm. in the game, and they still were able to claw the, themselves way back. And I think that shows that the talent that is here on the team. It's not amazing, mm -hmm. but there is talent here because you're also dealing with pretty much an entire backup offensive line. You're dealing yeah. with practice squad running backs, especially when Mike Boone went out. Yeah. <laughs> I keep thinking, like, could they have won that game if Russ doesn't throw the pick six? And, like, I just don't think the answer is yes. Um, but wait, you were telling us if Russ didn't get hurt. Uh, that, I think, the answer is yes. Oh. Uh, but I think, like, if you take away that seven points and now you're just down 20 to zero, I think it just changes the course of the game. And mm -hmm. it's not as simple as just, like, oh, now you win by one. Right, you know what right, I mean? Right, right, right. Um, so... I think there's a much greater chance of them winning with Russ on the field on that last Brett Rippon drive than there is, you know, if you try to change something early in the game. Like, you needed the three picks. You really did. You More than anything else. And you yeah. needed Marlon Mack to, I mean, they were just overdue for uh, all credit to Marlon, and it's a good play call to get him in space. It's also right like blitz. occasionally 
you wind up with a bunch of space and a guy yeah, breaks. Of it's, course. You know, it, it, it's, it's not like they ground their way down the field and everybody's making plays. It's, they, there is a little bit of luck there. And again, they, they've had such bad luck all year. Of course they were going to get... Not, not of course. Sometimes you are going to get those good breaks. Like you're going to get a lane to run and Marlon Mack takes advantage of it. Like, you know, the, the fourth and seven, they decide to go for it. At the, the fourth and goal from the seven... And Jerry's right there, and Brett hits him, where in the past they've missed all of those. I do think they got some better bounces this time around, which helped them. And I think that if they had been getting better bounces all season, we might be sitting here talking about a team that has five, six wins instead of a team that has three. But I, I don't even know. It's not like there were bounces that, that went their way as opposed to not. I mean, like uh, Greg Dulcich had a ball hit off his face that bounced up in the air, and then he caught it. Yeah. That was a literal bounce. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> a literal I, mean, bounce. I, I guess the Chiefs, instead of mm-hmm. having a ball go off his face mask, could have. Uh, yeah. um, mm-hmm. But but again, it wasn't a perfect mm-hmm. game. It's no, not no, like everything no, no, no. went the Broncos' way here, so there was a little margin for error. Mm-hmm. But Henry, you you mentioned something in the first segment that that I really mm-hmm. want to touch on even more is Russ's ability to move. Yeah. I think it's really mm-hmm. improved the past two weeks, and that's just a huge mm-hmm. piece to yesterday's game. He doesn't have to. He shouldn't be the Broncos' leading rusher. But his ability to take off, he had two significant runs uh, on two of the four scoring drives the Broncos had. Now, Russ is typically really good at not getting hit hard. And I think this was just he got caught up in the moment of potentially being being part of the Broncos' biggest comeback in franchise history, down 27-0, to and he sold out. And he's not going to do that often, though. I mean, we saw it on these other Mm -hmm. runs. He's sliding down. He's not getting hit hard. That's something we need to see more of. Is Russ not being afraid to take off? Because Mm -hmm. when he just is sitting in the pocket— trying to be a pocket passer. They tried that the first 10 weeks of the season. That's not who Russ is. Russ can't mm-hmm. be worried about playing 10 to 12 years and changing his style. He needs to be yep. worried about making it through this contract, making it through the first guaranteed years part of this contract, not being talked about by people around the country and in Denver about how can the Broncos dump him after this season. He needs to be focused on doing what wins him games now, and that is using his legs. The tough yeah. part, though, is he was- takes the hit. And now you don't get him for the comeback at the end. You d- you don't get him this week. I he has to be able to run without taking hits. True, and he's typically really good at that though. Typically, yeah. but but again the the other time he got injured this season, the shoulder was also him running, and he tried to extend the ball to get a first down, mm-hmm. and you know popped his AC joint. So um, it's like it's a catch twenty two because yep. in it, it's the it's this is a debate that's been going on in football for fifty years. Yep. You know, can your quarter can your quarterback stay healthy while being a guy who needs to get out of the pocket and run? Um, and you know, even some of the guys who are good at it still end up getting hurt. You know, mm-hmm. so it's. I agree. He has to be able to get out of the mm-hmm. pocket. He also just has to slide down. Like he could have got that first down and yeah. slid, but he wanted the touchdown. So it's just like turning that little switch in your head. That's like okay, I, I'm too small to take massive hits from huge NFL players. And it's just crazy that the moment of being three and nine, and I think it was him wanting to, to really show his teammates, and I do think that yep. was a big moment for him. And if he does get this thing turned around, specifically next year and the year after, we could be pointing to this moment saying, that's kind of when the locker room really bought into I mean, him. we could really be talking about this moment all offseason just because who knows when we're going to see Russ on the field again. You know, when you take a hit like that and you get all woozy, like he's not going to play this week. Who knows if he plays the week after? 
I'd honestly be a little bit tempted to sit him against the Chiefs after that and just, you know, you, you have a pretty positive moment to go into the offseason with. Maybe bring him back for that Charger game, see if you can get the win. And that's that's just assuming he can go at that point, too. The Yeah, I feel differently about this. Okay. I think the only thing that's going to keep him off the field this week is the Tua situation. Like, basically, the NFL is very cautious over these things now, and they're going to encourage the Broncos to not play him. Well, and, and I, don't I think, think they have I, a choice, I think right? it's even more... No, they, well, they if do, he clears they do protocol, he could play. Yeah, and he, he, can you clear in less yes, than a week? Yes, you okay. can. You, you, still, only one you, you still can. Oh, yeah, you actually still can. I think they changed it now that you can't clear it from Sunday to Thursday. Yes, yes, you're right on that. He can clear protocol, and that's the only thing that's going to keep him out this week. If he clears protocol, he is going to be playing because Russ mm -hmm. is a guy that always wants to play. That injury he had on his thumb last year, what was it? It was a four- to six-week recovery time. He came back in three weeks. Yesterday, mm -hmm. when he's walking off the field, he goes in the huddle. He doesn't want to leave the game. Russ is a really, really tough dude, and he's going to do everything to not miss a game. That's why he didn't miss a game in his first nine seasons in the NFL. And also... Nathaniel Hackett's fighting for his job. George Payton uh, may be on the hot seat as well. They True. want Russ to play. So I think if he passes concussion protocol, even if he doesn't practice at all this week, he's the Broncos' starting quarterback this week. So, Henry, I see what you mean about maybe having this good good taste in your mm -hmm. mouth going into the offseason, but that's just not how they're going to view it. They're going to say, we need to win every single game that we can. Yeah, I think a higher power is going to tell the Broncos they can't play Russ. Well, then that higher power is going to have to, I believe, tell the independent neurological consultant <laughs> yes. that Russ has not passed the protocol. I, that, you say that like it would be a surprise. It would not surprise no, me no, at I, all. No, <laughs> I'm not. But I think that's what would have to happen. Um, mm -hmm. I would be blown away if Russ plays and he's passed the pro, or if Russ doesn't play and he's passed the protocol. Yeah, I mean, I, whatever it takes, sure. I don't think he's going to play this week. Um, and I also agree with you that he would play. He would do whatever he could to play. Um, really quick, especially because of this visual that they keep showing. Yeah. How do you guys feel about them showing the zoom in view of Russ being like knocked out cold over and over again on every highlight show? Yeah, that I'm surprised that they're doing that. Me too. Um, I yeah. thought actually that clip was going to be very hard to find because I didn't see that in. Now it looked like he was you know, out cold right, from, right. from, from very mm -hmm. far away, but I didn't see it on the, the TV copy until I get home and I'm like, okay, let me just see if I, and then it was everywhere. And I was yeah. surprised yeah. by that. Yeah, it is surprising. I mean, it's also the NFL though. Like sure. They want to cover that stuff up, but you always see the clips of the broken legs and all that stuff all around Twitter. And I think because it isn't anything that's just like blatantly gory, like there's still just like the weird aspect of it being a head injury that just isn't as graphic. And so it's like, how bad is it? Look, there's a lump on his head and his eyes glazed over. So I'm he's not, I'm not super like passed out on the field. Yeah, yeah, I, I thought it was really weird and kind of gross. To, it's gross. Like on the on the broadcast, I think you know, I understand like whoever's on the camera duty is trying to get the shot and all that stuff. Yeah, but like I saw it like four times on the news. They played yeah. it over and yeah. over yeah. again. Yeah. They showed it on Sports Center. I'm like, yeah. what are, why are we doing this? This is such a I don't like it. So I went, when I went back and watched the broadcast, they obviously, initially, you see Russ is, is mm -hmm. out cold, but then they immediately flipped to just fans in the stands, and I was like, oh, that was intentional to get yeah. it away from that. 
and then they go back to it. But at first I was like, I'm not going to see this again because mm-hmm. they shot to the fans just to get away from what, yeah. what could be a really bad situation. And then so, I mean, to your point, Ryan, you have Russ knocked out cold that everyone saw, and then you have him just with this the, uh, golf ball in his head. You have yeah. that visual too. So the visuals certainly don't point to Russ playing this week, but we mm-hmm. also know that visuals don't necessarily uh, keep players off the field in the NFL. It'll be True. interesting to follow. It will. Um, and, and Henry's also right that it could be a – you never know with concussions. Yeah. yeah. They're completely unpredictable. Um, mm-hmm. And, you know, we saw – it was Teddy last year, right? He missed the last two or three games of the yeah. season with a concussion. With the mm-hmm. second one of the season, yeah. So, yep. you know, it's On average, it's it takes a, nine days to clear protocol. Interesting. Yeah. Curious what it is with starting quarterbacks. True. I bet it's less. I bet you're right. And, and that's very unfortunate. And, and mm-hmm. I really wish that wasn't the case, but uh, I just wouldn't be surprised to see him. Uh, and you know what I'm really surprised at, though? Our friends over at DraftKings Sportsbook have lines up on the Broncos game. They have the overs up. They have the lines up. I was just surprised because Russ's yeah. uncertainty. Broncos, do you guys know the line? Or could, do you not want me to ruin it? For <clears> No, your you're fine. You're guess fine. the line. Um, guess what the line is. Broncos hosting the Cardinals, who play tonight, by the way. So they're going to be on a short week, and we Ooh. don't know what they're going to look like tonight. Guess what the opening line is over at DraftKings Sportsbook? Broncos Bron- by two? Broncos by three. Cardinals by one. Mm. Yeah. yeah, so you can get some juice so over on the Broncos. So they're definitely leaning against Russ playing. Exactly, yeah. They're yep. saying that Russ isn't going to play. And how about that? With a backup quarterback, Broncos are only one-point dogs. Over under 37. 37? Henry? I would take the under, so I'll say 36 and a half. 36 and a half. I can't go any lower than that, though. Well, when I get into my DraftKings Sportsbook pick of the week, I feel more confident about it now than I did with you guys saying that. But you can get in on all of these bets, including (coughs) tonight's game. Really quick, who do you guys have? Uh, Patriots minus two and a half going into Arizona to play the Cardinals. Is Kyler playing? I think so. I don't know. I'll take the cards. Uh, It's Bill Belichick versus Cliff Kingsbury. I got to take the Pats in that one. Yeah, get, give me the Patriots as well. And you can yep. get in on all of this over at DraftKings Sportsbook. Use that promo code DNVR when you sign up. New users will get $150 free in their account if they place a $5 money line bet on any NFL team. And if that team wins, you get $150 free in your account, plus any winnings that you got from that bet as well. So check them out. D- use code DNVR over at DraftKings Sportsbook and make sure to see our show notes for details. And guys, I, I teed it up. The DraftKings Sportsbook pick of the week this week. This one makes me uncomfortable, but you know what? Sometimes uncomfortable is the right way to go. I'm going with the under again on the Broncos because while they did hit the over, it was only the second time they've done it. Under is still 11-2 and on the season, and you guys put the over under at 36.5 and and 37.5. Right now, it's 39. Mm. So I'm taking the under here. However... What scares me isn't just the Broncos being 11-2 and two in the unders. Mm-hmm. Do you know going into tonight's game, the Arizona Cardinals have the worst defense in the NFL? Under Vance Joseph, wow. the worst defense, giving up almost 27 <clears throat> points per yes. game. So if there's ever going to be two weeks where the Broncos can put up 24, 25, 26, 28 points in back-to-back weeks, it would be this week. However, I did say it was a fluke earlier, so I'm not buying into it yet. Still give me the under here. Mm-hmm. I think the Broncos' defense also takes care of Kyler. Yeah, I, I think that's a good call. I'll give something out. I'll, I'll take the Cardinals' money line, minus 120. I oh. think it's ripping. I think it's ripping. Okay. And because of that, it's. I'm, I want to make the bet now before it's official because then yeah. that might go to minus 190, you know? Yep, I agree. Hmm. I agree in terms of that line. I think it will yep. only go in the Cardinals' favor more if, if, if uh, yep. Russ is out. 
Give me uh, Argentina money oh, line wow. against Croatia uh, tomorrow in the semifinals. Um, what are we looking at? What are the odds there? Minus 115. Oh, oh nice. Um, mm-hmm. Croatia, the, the reason why it is that way is Croatia is really good at just kind trying to force the game uh, into extra time. And then, you know, hope their goal would probably be to get to penalty kicks. Right. Um, and money line, you don't win that? Has to be regulation. Into, right, right, yeah, right. so this is the regular time money line. Yeah. Um, my thing is like this is a classic Cinderella run. Cinderella runs usually come to end, to an end in the final four. Uh, yep. You know, that's I true. also think that France is going to destroy Morocco, and that's wow. minus one ninety. So you could even parlay those if you want. Mm, there we go. I love it. So that's our DraftKings sportsbook pick of the week. What else do we have? We also have to talk about our friends over at SportsFan. Mm. Um, we actually stopped into SportsFan. They uh, they had a whole bunch of deals going on. Yeah, it's kind of crazy. Yep. Like, buy two hats, get the third for free. Buy one jersey, get the next one 75% off. Yep. yep. What a perfect thing for it to knock a few couple Christmas gifts off the a- list. Yeah, you could do the, the yeah. old get one for you, one for me. <laughs> <Yeah>. Exactly. <laughs> and so I think that one, they said it doesn't apply to Nuggets and Avs jerseys because people want them because they're so good. Right. It applies Kinda. to all the non- Denver teams and also at least as of Saturday to the Broncos maybe this week change their mind and like there's there's some energy I would imagine those Bronco jerseys and they've got good ones too they've got like the 2006 Champ Bailey jersey mm. they even have like the collar right and all that oh, and wow. it, it looks so good we've got a Steve Atwater yep. in there Floyd Little yep. oh yeah bunch of different Elways of course all the different Elways there's so much good stuff in there um, you should go check it out there were some other good ones. I can't remember what they are. Um, but then, of course, they've got like the socks with Russell Wilson's face on, if that's the kind of thing you're into. <laughs> they've got uh, just about anything you could look for. You can't find a lot of that stuff anywhere else. Uh, so head on in. There's two on the 16th Street Mall. There's one in the parking lot of our... Uh, or no, we're in the parking lot of for the tailgate of their sports fan store on Federal. Also down south at the Park Meadows Mall. Uh, it's great stuff, so go check it out. Jose says Croatia made the the, set, uh, the final of the last World Cup. They're not Cinderella's. They still had to have some pretty good big upsets. <laughs> to get here. Uh, they're just a good Cinderella, like uh, like Butler. Mm-hmm. You know, wow. they did it multiple times. Yeah, that's okay. that's true. You could be a Cinderella back to back years. Of course. Yeah. Um. By the way, on sports fan, uh, I always you know mm. give the owner over their shit because they don't have any buffs gear in there and has that changed i told him i'm like i bet you guys have some buffs gear coming in now and he's like we do, we do. yeah not surprising speaking of buffs gear it's a pretty oh, yeah. nice shirt oh the prime shirt on. man i yeah. can't believe the quick turnaround on those that's how we roll these days that's amazing wow. yeah. yep it, it, it actually was a really quick turnaround in terms of getting them in stock yeah i mean yeah. it's been eight days since he's officially been announced it feels like way longer than that. Does best eight days. <laughs> <laughs> yep, definitely check out the DNVR locker for Christmas gifts. Someone well. like tagged me in a thing. Like I guess like the guy who's coming from Alabama to be our defensive coordinator was like still at Alabama this weekend, like recruiting or something. They're like, "How do you feel about this?" And I was like, "Bro, I literally cannot be bothered by anything no, right now." No. Like, <laughs> I mean, the the fact is, he's asking about an Alabama co-defensive <laughs> coordinator to coming to be your defensive coordinator. Right, that's um, that's yep. good right there. I'm like, yeah, I'm gonna be fine. We got <laughs> multiple commits this weekend. A yeah. four-star running back who runs a four-three. Like, yeah, just can't be upset about things. Yeah, yeah. Dion's having a good week, isn't he? Yes, yes, he is. <laughs> um, all right, is that are we good? We're good. All right, yep. let's get on to uh, the super chats here. 
with a big one Ooh, from our guy Evan. Evan. Who said? Can you make that a little bigger, or can you guys see it? No. Oh, there, there we, we go. go. Hey. Uh, the the once clogged touchdown faucet wow. was a liberal dosage of Drano. Was given a liberal dosage of Drano, uh, kind of like that scene in Forty Year Old Virgin. Never mind, I won't go there. Uh, just happy to be, uh, just happy to be happy about mm. Russ and the team. Cheers, guys. Thanks for the very generous super chat, Evan. Yes, thank you, Evan. And I mean, that's kind of how I feel. I know this is not a victory Monday. Last night was not a true winner's post-game lounge, but it just it, it feels good because the standards yeah. have changed so much <laughs> it's over, crazy. The, over the past many years, and specifically, uh, crazy enough, this year they've changed so much mm -hmm. where this one just, it was fun. Yeah. Like, the Broncos were bad yesterday at stretches, but then they made it fun, too. They weren't mm -hmm. the combination of bad and boring that we're so used to. When's the last time Broncos fans were this happy after a loss? This that. might be the, the new high. It's possible it's never happened before. You would, you would have to look in the past seven years because I guarantee it wasn't before that. Because yeah. the standards were just so high. Yes. There wasn't like a crazy Drew Locke game where they lost, where he like no. threw for a bunch of yards or anything. No, because the two really good games he had was Houston and they won, and the Panthers and they won. Yep. Yeah. This is probably this the is happiest it. Broncos fans have ever been Great after a point. loss. Yep. Yep. And like, I still have some people who are like feigning, um, like just being so mad in my mentions, and I'm just like, you're not actually this mad. I know you are. <laughs> <No>, really? <laughs> you're faking. They might this. be. I mean, again, they lost. Yeah, like they lost. It doesn't matter. It's all about how it felt. And let's say they got up. bad. They lost. Let's say they it got didn't. up. 27. They lost and it felt good. Huh. If they would have got up twenty-seven to zero and then lost thirty-four to twenty-seven yes. or thirty-four to twenty-eight, then it would be like it. You wouldn't be feeling as good. But they had the comeback. Yep. And so it didn't end as mm -hmm. what the, how they wanted, but it was still twenty-eight to seven run to end the game. They saved us from the most embarrassing loss in Broncos history. They did. Yeah. It was yeah. going to be something did. insane. Patrick Mahomes imploded. No. Which is fun to see. Oh. Josie. Well, I was going to say, I want to give credit to Josie. Yeah, he, he caught those balls. <gasps> yeah. That I'm, second one was a really great catch. Both they of them both were. were. I they mean, were both yeah. way away from his body. Those would have been great catches for a wide receiver. Yes. And <sighs> Josie Jewell made those. If a wide receiver dropped those, people would be upset. Yes. Yeah. But... I think it was like that Jerry Judy one on the slant that he had earlier yes, in the game. He a was lot like, like really that. reached out, and, yep. and that was a good catch by exactly. Jerry. Now, if it would have gone through his hands, we would have said, well, it went right through his hands. He should have caught Again, it. Jerry. Yeah. Yeah. But it was still a good yep. catch. And Pat's was even more uh, oh, insane. Oh, yes. my gosh. <laughs> Just the diving, pin it. Um, yep. That was good stuff. It was. It was. It was going to be 50 something to zero. Probably. Would. And, and the thing was, you, if the Broncos don't score, you could have seen Chad Henney come out as the Chiefs starting quarterback for the entire second half. 34-0? Yeah. How embarrassing would that be? So that's why I feel good. They <laughs> saved us from yep, that. Yeah, yep. yep. me too, me too. All right, should we hop into the comments section? Let's do it. First one coming in from Nash. Bronco says, Hi, fellas. I haven't listened to yesterday's pod yet, but I wanted to say that before I ended up on freezing cold takes, I was wrong about Jerry Judy. I was completely <laughs> out on him, and seeing him build upon the last couple of weeks has been really cool. Hopefully, we can continue as it seems his chemistry with Russ is really good. I couldn't watch the game yesterday. I was driving and listening to it on the radio, so that was quite the experience. Hopefully, Russ is okay because, man, he looked good, and the whole team responded in ways we haven't really seen this season and that was not the first one i just actually randomly started with a random one so that's okay. my bad but um yeah nash nash bronco i mean jerry judy 
while he had the three touchdowns yesterday, one of the things I've been so impressed with him about this year is just the consistency. We haven't seen the super low lows. Now, before yesterday, we hadn't seen the super high highs outside of the first week against Seattle, but the consistency is there, and that that's encouraging for him as an all-around receiver. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I, I, the one thing he's going to have to figure out is catching the ball away from his body more consistently mm-hmm. um, and then just winning some of those contested balls. Just um, any. I'm not going to expect him to be a guy who, like, takes a shot across the middle and holds onto the ball, but just, like, you know... We've seen him obviously moss the dude against the Jets in his rookie season. Yeah, doesn't have to be that aggressive. Mm-hmm. Just like being able to throw it to him when he's covered, and he uses his body to like haul it in. But he says, "Ryan, I'm never covered." Well, then throw to him. <laughs> <laughs> Next one's from Big Wood Fifty Four. Says, "What a game! I think that would have been worthy of prime time." Uh, it was so relieving to see Russ out there being mobile and looking like his old self that we remember and love. He played his heart out and proved that he wants. Uh, this on his last play of the game. Uh, I do think if he would have gotten hurt, we would have pulled through in the end. Our boys wanted it more than they did, and we had the momentum. Russ going down definitely hurt. Even with the loss, I once again had a wonderful time meeting RK and Numbies. Sorry, Hank, I didn't get to meet you. Mm. You guys throw a hell of a tailgate and a great time back at the bar off the bus. If anyone is listening and is debating on if they should spend the extra money to do the all-in passes, do it. Such a wonderful time meeting amazing people. P.S. Thank you, Shannon, and your fiance for the Breck Brew and a new friendship I made at the bar. Love that. Uh, I can't wait to see what this team can be once they become healthy. Thank you again. See you in January to let the Chargers know we still own them. I mean, chills from that comment. I absolutely love it. That's what we're all about and love to hear that you had a good time, Big Wood. Yeah, it's so cool. Uh, And this happens every time, like. Uh, the next com- one of the next commentators from uh, and maybe I'll just let him say it in his words, but like just the the way people come out and make friends. Like there's people that I saw meet at the tailgate that are sitting at the same table at the bar when they come back yep, after yep. they get off the yep, bus. Yeah, it's too cool. It is way yep. too cool. Dan Burke says, "Hey guys, couple things. One, what's been your impression of Mathis these past few weeks? I think he's looked really good out there, and I'm feeling more comfortable about him as the cornerback two option moving forward." We'll just hit on that really quick. Yeah, he's your CB2 next year. He is. And it's the, I don't know. I can't even say the tackling because he has missed, he missed mm-hmm. another tackle again yesterday. That's an issue. But the hits. Yeah. He he's, gives you hits now, he's which a, is a fun development. He's a willing tackler. Yep. In and, fact, at one point in the game, it was when Damari shoved yeah. a guy out of bounds really hard. Um, Hank, Hank goes, wow, you don't see Kareem make those type of hits anymore. And I said, well, yeah, you don't because that was Damari. And he goes, whoa, I thought <laughs> that, that was, was Damari. Yeah, but... yeah. <laughs> exactly. There was, uh, there was two times in the game that I thought it was Kareem and it was Damari. Yeah, the yeah. Pacheco hit on the, sti- yes. the sticks. Yeah, yes. yeah. And, and the, thing, the thing about it is he still isn't a perfect tackler because he still missed he a tackle does. yesterday, but he's willing. And that's just yep. so huge Step from the corner one. position. But, and good players just make plays where you're like, oh, wow. You know? Yeah. And if the interceptions aren't there and, you know, like there was, it could have been a pass interference in the end zone. He was able to turn his head around, and yeah. that got him the benefit of the doubt. He's and, turned you know, more than Sauce Gardner. Yeah, he, oh <laughs> yeah, gosh, that he, guy. he had like his arm on the receiver's arm, but like he pulled it away at the last second, and he's kind of not making contact and kind of pretending he was trying to look for the ball. He did just enough to get not called for that pass interference. That's a step in the right direction from where he was at the beginning of the season. Growth. 
Probably another thank you note that the Broncos should send to that that officiating crew. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Just I, like with the I, Jerry no, that Judy. wasn't passing <laughs> it, it wasn't. It wasn't. But it was just close. It was close. It could have been. And yeah, yeah, yeah. You can't trust a ref to not throw that flag. Right, sure. exactly. Number two, he says, I think RK touched on it the other day, but are are you concerned about Simmons' performance lately? The missed tackles has been an issue, and generally that's associated with the players aging. Simmons will be 30 next season, and I'm wondering if his game isn't aging as well as we thought it might. I'm not concerned about Simmons. I think, like, I'm confident that he is going to be a fringe Pro Bowl player. You know, I was hoping to be saying, wow, look, it's one of the best safeties in the league. Like, he's going to be an all-pro, all that sort of stuff. He hasn't been that guy. Um, he probably won't go to the Pro Bowl, and I really can't argue with it. And and I couldn't argue with it even if he hadn't missed five games or whatever it was. It's it's disappointing, but it's not like he's a, a hole. You know, it's not like you're giving money to a bad player. Yeah. It's tough on that third down. It's just like one of those ones late in the game. Yeah, it's a great throw and a great play by uh, mm -hmm. Patrick Mahomes, and also a great design. Right, you bring in the two um, mm -hmm. digs, and then you run that uh, corner route from the mm -hmm. inside. But it's, that's just one where it's just like, man, I just wish he was able to jump it. Like, it's a difficult play to defend for sure. Yep, it's just one where you're like, man, I my all pro safety. I just want him to go out of the box a little bit and make a great play in that moment. Yeah, and I think that's kind of where Justin's been this year. Yep. Is he's not a hole. He, he's not a big liability. He's a really good player still. But the all-pro level, haven't seen it this year. Yep. Next one's from Briz, Briz Baby. This one is awesome. Hey, guys, I can't overstate how much fun my first DNVR game day experiences were. I was nervous arriving by myself, but within yeah. seconds of getting to the bar, I met a guy in a full Broncos onesie, and I knew this is where I belong. <laughs> the, guy. the bar was incredible. The fellow DNVR and Broncos fans were awesome, and the tailgate was a full-on party. But the highlight was definitely meeting you guys. It was such a pleasure to meet you there. Being able to talk Broncos and share a bit about my story was awesome. They say, don't meet your heroes. Well, guess what? I did, and it was sick. Uh, it was also cool to meet RG and Jake as well. In that game, I was ready to watch a bad and boring Broncos loss, but to be able to watch 60 minutes of competitive football with three Jerry Judy T TDs right in front of me was incredible. I just want to give a quick shout-out to my new DNVR family, Sean, Declan, and Cole. DNVR creates such an authentic community where fellow fans can meet for the first time and become lifelong friends. Fellas, I truly thank you for making my trip to Denver everything I dreamed it would be for his baby. Too, yeah. too cool. And I know, seriously, I mean, talk about chills, Briz baby. It was so cool to meet you. And like I said, he 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 said this multiple times yesterday. He's like, no, I had to make the trip down to Denver when I'm up when I when I'm around here. And I did it by myself, and it's been awesome. And that yeah. just shows the awesome community that we have. And it was such a pleasure to meet you. And yeah, <laughs> shout out to Cole, Declan, Sean, so many other people that were here. Yeah, and it's one of like the founding principles, especially of like the bar was like, I want a place where if you're just a Denver sports fan and you want to watch the game with other Denver sports fans, like you don't need a crew. You right. could, you could yeah. show up here on any night, and if there's an open seat at a table, I bet at least 99% of the time if you said, hey, do you guys mind if I sit with you and watch the game, right. you'd get a yes. Right. Um, and seeing like the those guys bond, and like mm -hmm. that was exactly what I was talking about. When they came back yeah. to the bar, they're all sitting at the same table. It's like, yes. Like, yeah. This is what it's all about. Yeah, mm -hmm. it's too, too cool. And we like meeting you guys just as much as you like meeting us. So um, when you see us at the tailgates, when you see us at the bar, please come up and say hi. Yep. yep. And they even saw, said they saw you at the Avs game. 
Yeah. Dang. Yeah. But then they didn't say hi. Yeah. We, so it say worked hi. out. We saw him at the tailgate. <laughs> and last one, I believe, coming in from Broncos only says the Broncos offensive line backups as a unit should be called the human spaghetti strainers. <laughs> what? Because they're just letting humans through. Uh, yeah. But then I, what are they blocking? The spaghetti. No, but not the water. The spaghetti. Oh, you're right. They're blocking the spaghetti, but not the water. Wasn't that good? I don't know. Depends on if Chris Jones is spaghetti or water. And he was water Unless last he's night. Water. <laughs> he was definitely water. But water is water you, taking you down or spaghetti? Uh, I don't know. I'm telling you, they that was a impressive effort from those guys. <laughs> I'm telling you. Uh, you know what? I'll uh, go. I'll go effort with you. Sure, uh, effort. They're, that last series, they succeeded on several plays. <laughs> right, right. And that's kind of the uh, the bad thing about being an offensive lineman. You play 95% well, which they didn't, but you play 95% well, you still have a bad game if you give up two sacks. I guess, yeah. I was expecting 12% well, and it was like yeah. maybe 60. So what is it? Low expectations make for nice rewards? Star Wars. <laughs> Star Wars. Wow. So that's what they had. Wow. Yes. Freaking low expectations. Did you see when I quote tweeted you with that yesterday? No, no. You said like, do you believe in miracles oh, or something yeah, yeah, like yeah. that? And I quote tweeted, and I said, hope is not good. <laughs> Star Wars. And someone uh, responded to me and was like, I don't think that's quite right. That's <laughs> so good. Oh, that's too uh, good. I'm going to have to find that. All right. There we, was that one Wattenberg series, though. His, I think it was his last one. I haven't gotten in the next one yet. But first play, it's like this zone run. So he and Glasgow are supposed to like double team this guy and get to the next level. Glasgow like shoves the defender to Wattenberg. He just runs right by him. Oh, and then, no. then Drug goes and blocks the linebacker. And you're like, okay, rookie, things happen. Next play, Chris Jones lines up against him. Oof. Chris Jones just manhandles him at the line of scrimmage, stands there for like two seconds. Then the running back gets there, tosses him yeah. to the side, makes the tackle. <laughs> yeah. And then the third play, put Chris Jones on him again. Wonder why. Chris Jones just tosses him to the side, runs in for an easy sack. And it's like, oh, three, three and out, all Luke Wattenberg. We didn't see him again. Thankfully. Uh, yeah. I mean, I, I don't know how they chose Wattenberg over Muti. Oh, um, I don't either. It, uh, yeah. Especially going against Chris Jones. <laughs> yeah. And, uh, you know, I won't um, put the person who said this, but someone in our Slack said Chris Jones just made him look like a small child. And I didn't mean this in a mean way, but <laughs> yeah. I was like, he kind of is a small child. He's an undersized rookie. Yeah. Ugh. Like, yeah. in terms of the NFL field, he's a small child. I yeah. The, the interesting thing, too, is he's like 26 years old. Or 24 He's five. 25 now. He's, okay. he's 25. Old Garrett Bowles, 25-year-old rookie. Yeah, oh, yeah. God. So, I mean, in terms of, like, it's just an, it makes it kind of an interesting draft pick. But it he does. was undersized from the start. Yeah, he was. Yep. He was. And he, he, it was always said to be a project. And yeah. obviously the Broncos didn't want to play him. They mm -hmm. probably still shouldn't have. Yeah. yeah. They can get, like, project means give him some run in the last couple games of the season. See what happens. I'm curious. Maybe, I know. We saw. Maybe we saw. next year. Maybe yeah, we next saw. Year we saw. Don't see, see what happens against Chris Jones. No. Yeah. That's Bad a tough time to See what happens against like, some thing, other team's version of Deshaun Williams. The, but the thing right. is, it, it wasn't Chris Jones until that point. It was Josh Kando who beat him and forced like Russ to step up. And then a couple plays later, it was Mike Dana who beat him for a sack. And those are both... No, those are the first two drives. Then you get into the Chris Jones drive when the Chiefs are like, so wait. These yep. guys are doing this to Luke Wattenberg. Yep. What happens if we put Chris, Chris jo Jones yeah, exactly. on no, Luke Chris Wattenberg. Jones is probably like, get the hell out of here. I'm taking that matchup. I'm going right there. Yeah. And you know the pain about an offensive lineman? It's not like you see Chris Jones line up over you. 
and Wadenberg just be like, hey, Moody, let's switch really quick. Or, yeah. or, or, or exactly. not, not Moody, uh, uh, Minors, let's switch. They uh, honestly should. Switch, Yeah, an offensive lineman follows uh, a guy throughout the entire game. Yeah, yeah, I mean, don't overthink it. Just don't let that matchup happen. Oh, man, someone's uh. going to do that eventually. But but the thing is... I'd, I would be in for it. <laughs> yeah. Chris Jones is just going to... Flip right back. That's true. Oh, they have to make right a before rule. the snap. You just keep ro- rotating. Exactly. <laughs> There's a because they had to make a rule in baseball because this because uh like a switch hitter once went against a switch pitcher. Uh, and they just kept flipping. Oh. Uh, and I believe it's the p- the pitcher could only like switch once. Mm. Okay. There's some rule about that, so huh. they'd have to make a rule about that in the NFL. It'd probably be the offensive lineman can only switch once. Yeah. 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 Or you just can't switch. <laughs> and then you're in the same spot instead of switching and then they switch. And I would definitely switch until they told me I couldn't do that right, anymore. Yep. Uh, last one here, I believe, from Dweener who says, uh, can confirm vibes were great at the tailgate yes. yesterday. Shout out to Jackson and Chris. Again, another someone who the made squad. friends. Uh, also grateful that the Broncos exceeded low expectations, fought hard and gave us something to cheer for. Followed this up with a great meal at the DNVR bar. Then things took a turn. Solely based on Henry's recommendation, <laughs> decided to explore Ma- Meow Wolf. Wild and unique experience <laughs> that I was totally in on. Hey, Fun way to cap hey. off the night. Awesome was meeting you all uh, and looking forward to the next time I can make it out, Dalton. Yeah. Again, this, this was like a very like mild recommendation, too. Yeah, it wasn't it was like, like eh. bro, you've got to get out there. You've got to see Meow Wolf. It was like, yeah, I mean, like you got a couple hours left in the night. Like. I think I was the there one who go. finally pushed him over the yeah. line. Yeah, I was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I was like, you should yeah, just, you do, just it. do it. You're only, exactly. you know, you're in Denver. It's go do time. something weird and unique. That's why I'm surprised that Henry's getting the credit for the recommendation because <laughs> I was there for the quote-unquote recommendation. <laughs> um, like, and it was like, uh, I, I feel like you didn't sway wreck. him at all. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're like, well, if it's your thing, you should go. And he's like, well, I don't know if it's my thing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I, was like, I was like, just like, send it. What are the other options then? Man, he did it all. Yeah. He did. By the way, Crazy coincidence that he was at the tailgate yesterday because he famously sent us this mac and cheese. Mm. Oh, I didn't realize like, that was him. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Back in okay. like 2018. Yeah. Uh, maybe 2019. Yeah. And it was so good. It was good. And so one of our friends is pregnant and <laughs> she recently told me like, the only thing that ever sounds good to me is mac and cheese. I just want mac and cheese all the time. And I was like, there's this amazing mac and cheese that I will, I got to get you. And I searched and I searched and I was like, what was this stuff called? Completely struck out. Yeah. Could not find it. This was like last week, mid last week. Wow. Sunday, show up, meet Dalton. And just like in mid conversation, he's like, yeah, remember when I sent you that mac and cheese? I was like, no <laughs> way. What is it called? So now I advertising. Um, yeah. Brazians? Okay, Brazians. There we go. Um, it's it, an East Coast thing, right? It's yeah. It's definitely not from here. They started as a spice company, then they just started putting their spices in mac and cheese wow. mix, and it yep. slaps. It's really good. Is it spicy? It can be. Oh, what? wait, real spicy? Uh, no. There we go. There <laughs> we go. <laughs> but like, there's a Chipotle spicy one which has a little bit of spice yeah. to uh-huh. it. They're all amazing. So, uh, what? It was a crazy coincidence, and. Uh, now our friend's going to get a nice big package of amazing mac and cheese. Oh, man. I love it. And it yep. was so awesome to meet everyone there last night. Just got to say it again. Really was. And this was a great pod. It was. Uh, appreciate everyone who left their experiences in there and all the great commenters. Those of you who uh, tuned in on YouTube, 
That is going to wrap it up for us today. We'll catch you yep. tomorrow on the DNVR Broncos podcast.